<laughs> I mean, you sound ready. I I mean, I am ready. Three, two. Playoffs are for winners. On the other side, we do have to deal with Nagakwe. <laughs> Nagakwe. You are listening to the Packers pregame podcast. And who better to pound the rock than AJ, the tree trunks Dylan? I don't, I don't, I don't have a good nickname for him. Answering the hardest question. Or should we just let this play out? Um, you know that's a good question. Fiery debates. It's Kyle. It's Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller's better than Jair Alexander. Yep, he's better. Uh, unbiased opinion, I disagree. And finally, the hottest of takes from the greatest of truth tellers. All right, look around, pre-snap, where's number 20, where's number 20, there he is, that's where I'm going. You don't even have to make reads. This game is a chance for Mitchell Trubisky to turn the tide on his career in the next decade for the Chicago Bears. The question that everyone should have been, well, it shouldn't even have been a question, the statement that everyone should have been saying loud and clearly, yelling it from the rooftops, from the mountaintops, is look what Aaron Rodgers has done in spite of Mike McCarthy. He has won in spite of the people above him and the people higher up in the organization. He has dragged this team through the mud. He has willed this team to win. We do not give him the credit that he deserves. Hello, and you are welcome for listening to the Packers pregame podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike, and with us, as always, your favorite Packers commentator or commenter, Bill, Big Willie. Bill, how are you doing? Um, I'm all right. Okay. Anything else? No, just all right. Okay. And... As always, the resident Bears fan on this podcast, Germ. Germ. How are we doing? How are we doing, are everybody? Doing? Happy How week. Are you just happy? Like, just so excited? I've been better. I mean, I no. Yeah, I, I am better. Been been better than I have been in terms of football. Nailed it. Right now, I am. I'm happy. That doesn't you. make any and sense. I'm good. I'm better than I have been before. Good. So, right now, you are hearing the classic bang the drum underneath what we're saying because this is the Packers pregame podcast. We never get down except for right now. Stop the music. We have decided to turn this beginning portion into a Packers therapy session because... Um, as the boys on the podcast will tell you this week, uh, I got a little bit into my feels as a fan. And so Jeremy, how do you want to do this? Do you want to run the session and Bill, are you wanting to partake in it? Yeah. Okay. Jeremy, do you want to run the session? I could do my best. I didn't come with a pre-prepared list of questions, but I'm sure I could kick back in my couch, my, my chair, my big leather chair and try to walk you guys through this. Um, Let's start with a let's start with an easy one, just the classic. When you think of the 2022 Green Bay Packers, what emotions do you feel? Mike, we'll start with you. Confusion, sadness, a little bit of depression because there hasn't been a, a single good moment. And there were such high expectations for this season, at least for me. And it's this constant thing that I do to myself as a fan where I convince myself every year at the end of the season when there's heartbreak, I tell myself, you're never going to let yourself get excited again. And then by, by the spring and by the draft, it just inches his way up until I think at the beginning of the season, Bill and I did a bit where we pretended to give takes on if the season went wrong for the Packers and it was in jest because there was no way this season was going to go wrong. We were going to lose in the playoffs again and now we're not even going to make the playoffs. So there it's a lack of happiness. I, I feel confused. 
Bill, we'll go with same question to you. Um, when you think of the 2022 Green Bay Packers, what emotions do you feel? Um, well, I mean, a lot of the same ones Mike is feeling, obviously, but also for me, um, disappointment is a big one. Um, yeah, disappointment. Some, yeah, frustration, confusion, like Mike said. Um, who are you frustrated with? Let's let's focus on that word. Where's the frustration coming from? Where's it being aimed? Oh, I mean, it's it's right at the top of the top of the food chain. Aaron Rodgers. Mike, do you feel any of these frustrations that um, Will is vocalizing? Well, this is the problem. I have I'm, I'm getting a lot of negative self talk to myself because I also am frustrated with Aaron Rodgers and for any listener of this podcast you know that I've been the biggest Aaron Rodgers stand my entire life and then seven games into the 2022 season I am ready to go with Jordan Love and just kick Aaron Rodgers to the curb and it makes me feel bad as a fan it makes me feel like entitled town if my job was measured where I could lose my job in seven weeks because of poor performance that would be the scariest thing in the world. And I hate myself for feeling that way, but I do feel that way. It has become very obvious, and we'll get to this on the on the themes of the week. It has become very obvious that Aaron Rodgers is the problem. And, and there are so many ways to list the problems that he's causing. And I, I mean, I think it all just goes back to my the glass was shattered last year when I realized that he's a, he's a liar. He's a liar. And, um, now I don't believe a word that he says. So, I mean, that's, it all, it is all there. It's all him. I do want to fixate on that a little bit, just because this was, this came up in our previous session. Um, we, we won't, um, we'll, we'll call the group text, um, our sessions because, this has been an issue. We did really want to dive into you and your fleeting fandom of Aaron Rodgers because it makes you feel like a bad person for what you're doing. Um, it makes you feel like a bad fan, maybe both. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of wanted to walk you through and have you vocalize that to the audience. I'm going to even go back while you or Bill speak on that and maybe check some text messages. You... Um, you, you nailed most of it in that last one, but we, we you are also a diagnosed as of maybe 10 years ago or even longer with A-Riggs syndrome. And you've struggled with it for a very long time. And I'd like you to explain the, to the audience quick what just what that means, what you go through. Well, well, A-Riggs is the Aaron Rodgers' great syndrome. And yeah, I was diagnosed with it at the age of 14, and it leads you to do many things like writing Aaron Rodgers' name all the time in bubble letters. Um, sometimes you just scream, Aaron Rodgers is great. But what I didn't realize about this sickness is that it can metastasize and it can turn into what other people have called Ritz, which is Aaron Rodgers' terrible syndrome. And the, the fact that it turned that quickly from Ritz to Ritz within seven weeks, um, you, you hit it right on the head. It makes me feel like a horrible fan. Someone who, like, but also at the same time, am I being smart? I don't know. But then I read, I look at my allies on Twitter, and I see the people who are defending Aaron Rodgers, and I don't like my allies. And then I look and I see the people who are, like, want to move on from Aaron Rodgers, and I don't like my allies. And I think it just means that I don't like Packers fans. Um, and that means I don't like myself. And I think that that's very self-defeating. And I, I really have to work on giving myself kind words, allowing myself to be mad uh, over a simple game in which the object is to get the ball in the end zone um, that I don't know any of these people. And here I am. I am entitled town. It's me. I'm the problem. I'm the problem. I can't accept one losing season. I'm the problem. So this week... Mike had a statement in the uh, in the group that said blanket or bl very plainly the Packers would have a better record with Jordan Love and I just kind of want to know 
how Bill feels about that when his his close friend and co-host um, declares these things in front of um, the world. And I just want to know how you feel about that. Well, you know, normally I would push back on that statement. I'd say it is a bold statement. But, man, <laughs> this team <laughs> sucks. This team is bad. Like, like it would be one thing if it was, uh, it would it would be one thing if, uh, you know, the Packers were like, you know, six and three, and we had some a couple of those same losses to like the Giants and Jets. We'd say, like, okay, that might be crazy, but it's like, I, it's like Jordan Love is probably, I don't know if we would have more wins, but I'm I'm sure we would have the same amount of losses. You know, like, this team would probably be uh, the same. I would say that, I mean, they would be about the same with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. Like, would, would the losses maybe look better? Because I do have a bit of a transition here. Mike, please speak, I and I will get Lions, to what I'm doing after. This is your session. I'm going to let you guys speak. The Lions, the Lions game would absolutely look better. There's no it way, there's no way win. that... <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, it's entirely possible. The um, Jets but like, game. Win. The New York. The 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 New York Giants game. Win. There. Now we probably would have lost the Bucks. I mean, seriously. Um, well, and, we need the Bucks. So. Well, I know, but I, the, the Aaron Rodgers is like the twenty seventh, playing like the twenty seventh best quarterback in the league right now by a ton well, of metrics. He has been like a, an actual bad quarterback. I don't think that Jordan Love would be that bad. I don't know how much better. I don't know how much better. Okay? And I'm right. doing my best beat on so I don't know how much better. Okay? But the feeling is better. still low with Jordan Love, for sure. I don't think that's a disagreement. The Lions if- game is the only one I can absolutely agree with that if maybe Jordan Love is playing a couple weeks, that is a win. Three interceptions against that Lions team in the way that those interceptions happened was the most baffling thing I've seen in Jordan. 12 years of watching Aaron Rodgers beat up on my team and other teams in this division. It was Jordan incomprehensible. Um, Jordan Love isn't throwing a back shoulder fade or a little fucking uh, whatever it was to David Bakhtiari on the, on the goal line. He's not... All right. He's not... <laughs> He's not doing that. All right. Are you good with your therapy session, Bill? And we can hop I need right to, into I need the- to finish. I need to do one more thing. I have one more transition to question that will get us probably into maybe whatever we do next. Okay. So since we're talking Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, and Mike has vocalized that he believes um, it is Aaron Rodgers has been the problem. That's That's very true. But the reasons for that are still pretty uncertain. We don't exactly know what's happening, although there's a lot of speculation and a lot of reason to believe that speculation another quote from michael this week in the group was i'm at the point of wanting to blame rogers for the offensive apathy of the mccarthy era and i kind of don't feel like you're wrong and it almost might be happening again and it is very good that they are playing coach mike again this week he's returned to lambo where this is all coming to a head please just expand and elaborate on that either one of you bill looks like he has something to say go ahead well i was i was gonna say this just popped in my head so we're playing we're playing big mike he's back in lambo so rogers has basically been playing mike mccarthy ball this whole season like i I know like i know we give mike McCarthy a lot of shit because like he would pick like one game on the schedule to actually like game plan for and like everything else is just like whatever um I think this is going to be that game. Also, he's going to know everything Rodgers wants to do anyway because he saw it all like for like five years or whatever, five for a long, ten years, a long time. This game's going to be brutal. Oh, you think that McCarthy's coming in with a little bit of a tactical advantage? That's not something yeah. I've ever heard before. Okay, so well, 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 when the when the quarterback you're playing is playing your playbook, it's not hard to self scout. <laughs> here's here's. So obviously when I sent that text, I was in a dark spot. And when I hear it read back to me, I think I still might agree with it. Here, here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers. Here's the thing. There are two wars. Um, 
So, here's here's at the end of the McCarthy era, this is when my hatred for Nagler like peaked. Was he he kept saying that Aaron Rodgers isn't running the offense, he isn't checking the ball down when there are wide receivers open. It's almost like he's doing it on purpose. And I was like, shut up. Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Whatever. That was the A-Rigs, right? That was the A-Rigs talking. And yeah. now when I look now when I look back, if you watch, it was at about year four with Rodgers under McCarthy where the offense started going to just like win your one-on-one routes and throw the ball to Devontae. But the year we won the Super Bowl, the year we went 15-1, and one, like the offense was very creative. And then Mike McCarthy goes to Dallas and the offense looks more creative than it did in Green Bay. And that's because I think as with all things in Aaron Rodgers' life, he thinks he's smarter than he really is. He is not that smart, and it's his smartness of, or thinking he's so high-minded that gets him into trouble. We are doing the same thing, and the only constant variable, literally, unless it's Mason Crosby's fault, the only constant is Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, that's where I'm at. I am at the point now where the apathy of the offense from 2014 to 2018 was not Mike McCarthy's fault, and I would, lo- I would like to apologize publicly to Mike McCarthy, it was Aaron Rodgers. Again, this is my entitled town fandom speaking. I don't know if it's true. It's just how I feel. We're all saying this in confidence. It's okay. Mike, I, you've just, you've, uh, you've invalidated one of the, uh, the things on the intro. One of my, one of my rants on the intro where I talk about how my Aaron Rodgers did all of this in spite of Mike McCarthy. He's now invalidated all of that. We have to remove it. I, you know, I would push back. I would say that a lot of it is true because he did absolutely do a lot of things in spite of McCarthy, and some of that would indeed be tanking two seasons because he doesn't like them. <laughs> All right. Also, also, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I need to push back on what you said about Mike McCarthy, who now is in Dallas, and. Um, PDA alert, PDA alert. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, just give your, we're in a Packers therapy session, just uh, like a quick 15 seconds on Aaron Rodgers. No, don't make me do that. Why not? Just <laughs> talk to me. I'm your ally here. Jeremy says that you're, you're your ally. So you can say whatever you want. What do you want me to say? Just fuck him. Just say fuck him. There you go. There, that was it. That was that perfect. That was it. That was, uh, that anyway. was perfect. Will you leave the door open? Uh, I, that's okay. Thank you. This is this is good audio, by the way. Yeah, this is that's great podcasting. My bad. <laughs> um, I would just like to push back on what you said about Aaron Rodgers or Mike McCarthy uh, being creative in Dallas. He doesn't call the plays in Dallas. That's that's Kellen Moore. Okay. Well, Kellen Moore is also not so good at it either. And I'm gonna do one more quick, quick, quick thing, and then we're gonna move on to. My favorite thing about the Cowboys this year is that they were probably trying to outsmart themselves and they weren't smart enough to be good with a Dak offense. And then they were handed Cooper Rush and they're like, well, we have to do simple stuff now. And then Dak comes back and it's all flowing now because they're just playing offense. They're not trying. Mike McCarthy's not trying to be too smart and it's working. We would lose to Cooper Rush, by the way. Yeah, well, oh, a, lot for of, sure. a lot of other teams did too. I mean, we, we just lost. Okay, let's, you know what? Therapy session over. Back to bang the drum. Let's go, boys. Let's talk about uh, Leon Lett, and then let's get into the Lions recap. So I'm going to start with a little bit of a higher and more excited point of view. The Packers suck. We're bad. Yeah. Yeah. We're just bad. Yeah. And I, I... Go ahead. Go get... No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> I said, I'm trying to find the uh, the text that I sent. Oh, here it is. I, s- I sent this the other day and I said, I think this is the week where I finally figure out that actually the Packers can't take this one out. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Because I've, I've been doing that to myself since like the Bills game. I'm like, you know what? We'll play with house money here, dude. You know, I was doing the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. No one believes in this. We're in a good spot, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, you know what? This would be classic Packers if they actually won that boat game. That's another and, thing. How many times this season has he, like, it's been maybe two or three where he's had a little bit of a sound bite. 
that's kind of one of those cryptic like maybe this is the week we turn it all around type of things and it just hasn't worked out like that's i just find it kind of funny because if he has another one like is in the past there was confidence like hey we got these teams we got this it's like hey we got the cowboys on sunday and then a short turnaround we got tennessee if we win both of those we're right back in this thing and like we believe in aaron Rodgers, and now he says something and we're just like dude shut up just go win one fucking game i think it was was it after was it after the Bills game or was it after the Lions game where he I think it was the Bills game where he said like this is the first game all season where we've actually like played with energy and like yeah whatever and I was like it was like oh no that's the game where you guys were like yeah this is the one where we're playing like probably the Bills like, game I know but it was take like a moral victory in a ten point loss you suck and then <laughs> next week you go to the Lions and you lose to the Lions and you score nine points. You especially, suck. especially when you go into the Lions game saying, you know, I think this is just the uh, perfect. This could be the best thing for us. Or was that before the Bills game? That was before the Bills. This game. could be the best thing for us. Like, oh uh, yeah, sure it is. Yeah, but like also, it's like it's after the the Giants, Jets, and the Commanders. You didn't have the energy for the to get up for the game, and now the Bills game. You're like, yeah, we got energy. Uh, I don't like that. <laughs> you talk like, about I'm... your team's energy when you suck. When you can't yeah. play, you don't talk about the X's and the O's. You talk about intangibles like energy and grit. Also, just to bring this back a little bit to the Lions game, I'm not a big body language police guy. I really don't like that. I hated when that was a thing a couple years ago. Like, full, when they're like really into it. But, like, my God, Aaron Rodgers was screaming after every bad pass interception like he's there was a clip of him i think i think it was like he missed a he like threw a bad ball to two, i think it was to toure and then you just see him like catch the fucking ball it's like dude that's not that's, that's your fault that guy like oh was it oh, the one wait was it the, was it the deep pass that was this that was a touchdown if he just puts a little more mustard on it or was it a different one because that one he just was like screaming to the heavens I think Mad. it was that one. I think it was, yeah, the, I think it was the over, the, yeah, he threw a bad ball and screamed at his wide receiver, catch the fucking ball. Do you want to talk about something that's someone's fault? You want to know what was the worst play in that entire game? And not because it was the play that was called. David Bakhtiari was wide open. He <laughs> yeah. was wide open. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. remember... Jeremy, remember how, uh, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, that there's a game that Aaron Rodgers threw. And it was that Vikings game. I don't remember what season. That throw was worse than the one when he was trying to lose the game. He Well, it's because this one, he, had tr- he tried to make a good throw and he couldn't. <laughs> it was unbelievable. David Bacciari was wide open. And I see everyone on Twitter like, oh, why call that play? Why call that play? Because it worked. Jordan Love could have made the throw with his left hand. You and I and Bill could have made that throw. David Bakhtiari was so open. Aaron Rodgers barely got the ball back to the line of scrimmage. Want to talk? It about was the wildest thing I've ever seen. Unbelievable. He and threw it like, like throwing balls off people's helmets and shit. What is happening? What happened? Well, that ball. Man, I'm glad we. I'm, I'm glad we had the therapy hour. Ayahuasca <laughs> should be illegal. Ayahuasca should be illegal. That should be the ultimate uh, truth from this season. And I'm done. I'm done. Also, turf so- fields are bad, huh? I actually have seen yeah. things that they're actually not bad, and it's pretty similar to grass fields, although I prefer the grass field, you know, and black and blue football, NFC North, you know, that's just what we do here. Um, but the the Lions game for them, two of those passes, it was just like the Bears against the, the Commanders. It was like Justin Fields before he decided to be good. First pass was on the goal line. He He's 6'3". He threw it at a downward angle at a lineman's helmet. The guy had his head down. He threw it at his helmet, and they intercepted it. I just couldn't believe what was happening. And then he threw same thing that you're complaining about with calling the play when he overthrew that tight end who was just like a layup. Wide open, corner of the end zone, if you guys watched that Thursday game with Justin Fields overthrew him. And everybody's on Twitter defending that it was a backup tight end, and he ran a bad route. I'm like, you guys, he just, he just missed the throw! <laughs> what are you defending? He just Bro, missed then, the throw. And then Rodgers is out here like, this is the problem that I'm starting to have is that I no longer buy into his bullshit where he's like, no, we're running Matt's offense more than we ever have before. What are you talking about? What are yeah. you right. saying? Yeah. Like, like when I, I said like, that to you guys, he said has the quote where 
every single person in the world is like, yeah, it doesn't look like he's running the offense. And he comes on the McAfee show. You know, I think we're actually running the best and most efficient version of the offense. <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay, hang on. Hang on. I'm, I'm taking that. I'm processing this in real time. That is him feuding with MLF because it's, it's him. It's, it's him subtly indicting the, the offense because he was saying, oh, when I went back-to-back MVPs, we weren't running the offense, but now we're running the offense, that's trash. Yeah. I'm bad. Yeah. Because of the offense. Yeah. He's going to be shooting off finger guns going pew, pew, pew pretty soon, like a little asshole. <laughs> okay, so, uh, and then let, last thing let's talk about, this is the thing that's going to turn the season around, and then we'll talk about the, the game coming up. Uh, Jonathan Abram is a Packer. Let's go! Boom. And you say and you say that Goot doesn't make moves. Exactly. This is it. This is the change. This is Bears the change won the Raiders trade. Love I love a good waiver wire wire claim to uh, really change the season. <laughs> Des Bryant. But I mean, do we want to talk about that at all? That like Darnell Savage is like legit bad. Yeah, go ahead. Or, okay. Because he's legit bad. He's awful. He can't cover. Uh, and then we talked about this. I think last week, where um, um, uh, Joe Barry was like, yeah, I would love to see Darnell Savage in the nickel, you know, in the slot or whatever, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's like, dude, that's on you. You can change that. Like, and now he can, I think, because he could put Jonathan Abram at safety and he could move Savage. He wouldn't under- Jonathan Abram won't be able to understand the, the very deeply complex uh, scheme that Joe Barry is running until probably five weeks from now. So, um, we'll have to look well, yeah. my favorite version of the bad team, thinking that you can take a first round cast off from another team that has been terrible and it's like, yeah, we're just going to put them into safety. And that means we can move around our other guys and put them in their best positions to play. But right. like this guy you're inserting is bad. He was just cut. He's a first round pick and he's been, been way you know, mid season. Uh, you know, the, you know, the last time the Packers picked up a, uh, a bad, uh, high draft pick from the Raiders, Charles Woodson. Zone. A bad high draft pick. Is that what we're calling Charles Woodson? <laughs> yeah, well, he was bad at the time. He was bad when they cut him. Jonathan Abram's never been good, though. Not maybe, once. Maybe. But maybe if a uh, new change of scenery. But maybe. Change, change of scenery, scenery. guy. What happened to yeah. Adrian Amos? Why is he bad and not a defensive rock anchor anymore? Because we're just bad, dude. That's a Everyone's shame. Bad. I mean, the whole team. That's bad. a shame for Adrian. I feel so bad for him. Patrick Creighton. Did you just listen to that question I just answered? Okay, I got three years invested in Brett Hundley, two years invested in Joe Callahan. The quarterback room is exactly where it needs to be. All right, let's talk about the game coming up. This is my Super Bowl. This is my Super Bowl. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys coming to Green Bay, 425, the return of Big Mike, and the Packers suck. This is my Super Bowl. Uh, is that is that 325 God's time zone? 325 God's time zone, yes. Sorry, big calendar got me again. Uh, Fox has been hyping this game up for two, three weeks Mountain. straight. Like, during the World Series, during other 33 o'clock football games, like... They're, they've been looking forward to this all year, and they're probably so bummed out that the Packers stink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They put they put out – the. I saw the first promo, like, during the Lions game where we were losing, and I'm like, oh, this is not the promo that you guys – I know you're – I know what we're, I know what they're trying to do, but it's not going to work. Like, you can't, you can't, like, show all the old playoff highlights and be like, oh, man, this is going to be such a game. Those are different teams. Those are different eras of football compared to what we're watching right now. I would love a Mike McCarthy revenge game, like a true revenge game, like either a close game where maybe he pulls out a few tricks here and there, or maybe just like a, a beatdown. I would welcome either. Oh no, this is going to be a beatdown. You think so? You think the Cowboys are that good? I mean, they are pretty. They're, they're pretty good. We're oh. That yeah. We just those, scored nine points against is... the worst defense in the league. Uh, the the Lions are one of the worst defenses, historically worst defenses in like the history of the NFL. We scored nine points. Yeah. So okay, I saw this on Twitter, and I'll try to put the clip in here. Um, We're losing you. How have we Lose never seen you. as people who just loved 
making fun. Hello. We got you. Yeah, we were back. As people who just loved making fun of Mike McCarthy and literally made a Twitter account called Mike McCarthy's Fat Face, how have we never heard the sound of Mike McCarthy calling Green Bay a bustling metropolis with several Starbucks? It's what a clip. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess I haven't heard it. Seriously, how did we miss you. it? Was it an NFL Films thing? What was it? How did we miss that? How did we miss that? When was that? When did you first find it? I just found it this week. Yeah, he sent it to us, and it just, it, it's incredible. I don't remember that. Oh, hey, you thanks don't? for reading my text, dude. <laughs> no, it's really, really good I didn't stuff. Say I... When did you send it? Oh. Uh, excuse week. me. Okay, so um, while we're waiting uh, for Bill to find that, Bill, why don't you actually play it over, like, once you open it up, just put it up next to your ear and play it through the microphone. Okay, well, here's the thing. I don't even know when, I don't even know when you sent it, so how would I find okay, it? Okay, I'll find I it. I didn't even see it. I didn't even see it the first time, so you think I'm going to find it now? Okay, so Bill, <laughs> do, me, do me a favor. You talk about the game. I'm going to find this. You want me to talk about the Cowboys game? Yes. Talk about this game. Coach Mike's return. Okay. I, can, I can do that. Um, well, like Mike said earlier, this game is going to be bad. This is going to be a blowout. Um, the Packers offense stinks because Aaron Rodgers stinks even worse. Um, the Cowboys defense is really good. Ours is not. Um, and, How has I mean, Bakhtiari looked in his limited time out there? Still a bit of a brick wall? Maybe just like a hole in it or two? Here's the thing. Okay, I was, I wanted to mention this when we were screaming about the, the goal line pass to Bakhtiari. It's like, it's fine if that's the, I mean, it's whatever. It's a weird play call to make, but also like, it's strange that you decide to throw a trick pass to a lineman who doesn't even, who can't even stay on the field during the game, supposed to be switched off on drive to keep the knee healthy, and they're going to put him in as an eligible wide receiver. That was that was one of my initial thoughts. Like, what are you doing to this guy? <laughs> he wakes like, up some days and is like, yeah, I can't play football because my knee is swelling. Let's throw him out on a route. <laughs> hey, I missed, I missed a year and a half with a knee that is still, like, being worked through because it's still like not healthy yeah i can go out for a pass like yeah that's cool you know bill we're not experts of this game we're not football heads we are but we aren't we we can't talk about the x's and o's of this one i want to ask you what is going to be the reception in lambeau field when big mike mccarthy walks out of that tunnel is there going to be a positive reception or will he be booed because the fans are so mad at their team i'm gonna cheer him um, I would cheer him. I think he's gonna get a. I think he's gonna get a nice pop. Yeah, that's good. I like. I would like a warm reception for Big Mike. Especially well, because here's the thing: is like, I think I think a lot of the older fans who like have been through like, especially like the '70s and '80s, and like seen real, actual, terrible Packers football for the same time. Like they know what Mike did for this team, and they they respect him. Oh yeah, Nags yeah. talks about the '80s all the time and how much of a dumpster yeah. fire it was. Oh no, terrible! It was it was, I mean, it was a twenty, you know, it was twenty straight years of just like the team almost went ep- bankrupt. Like bottom of the yeah, the team was gonna be sold. You ready? Yes. And during that time. here so we have three starbucks in town and uh, you know it opens at 5 30 and i get the bente skinny without latte no foam because when you pay over four bucks for a cup of coffee they fill up a half foam i, I have a uh, start with that little bit <laughs> you know what that's that's i like that because i know i know that big mike is also the guy who gets soda with no ice there's more room for yeah. Oh yeah, he's gonna age so well with time. People like he's he's easy to make fun of as a coach, especially when he's your coach. Like Cowboys fans, they might be coming around just because their team is good, but when things go bad, they're like, yeah, fucking Mike McCarthy, man. But when he's gone, is he from Pittsburgh? 
I feel like I've heard that before, oh, yeah. but yeah. like I can hear it. Yeah, yeah he's a, he's a, I can he's hear a, it in his voice. Oh yeah, he's a he's a, he's a working man. That's when he retires, I'm really gonna look back fondly on Mike McCarthy. <laughs> me too, actually. I actually will. <laughs> he's softened on me because I hate Aaron Rodgers so much now. Um, <laughs> so, uh, okay, um, it kind of actually moves me on to my favorite matchup to watch for the week, which is. While we're talking about all of this and hating on the Packers, the wildest thing about it is that the only saving grace for the Packers to win this week is Mike McCarthy doing Mike McCarthy things. Like, that is how the Packers could win this game, is like Mike McCarthy versus himself, Mike McCarthy versus the clock, Mike McCarthy (laughs) versus fourth down and two and punting. Like, there are so many things that Mike McCarthy could do to make this a close game. And that is my favorite matchup to watch is like, has Mike McCarthy changed or will he somehow have his team play to the level of its competition that we're used to seeing and give us a chance to win? What I'm hoping for is a little winding back of the clock when McCarthy was really in his bag. Like when we watched all those Bears clips and highlights last year when... It seems like it's mostly just against the Bears. He likes to pull out all the stops. It's like, hey, we're going to settle for a field goal here and uh, just go into the half. And then he calls that fake field goal for Tom Crabtree, and he runs 40 yards for a touchdown. (laughs) And McCarthy's on the sidelines just like, yeah, fucking got him. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Um, So, all right, that was my favorite matchup to watch. Uh, Bill looks frozen. Bill, can you hear us? Yeah, okay. I'm okay. What, what is your favorite matchup to watch? Um, man, uh, you know, I, it's really tough. Um, probably gonna be the Packers versus uh, the draft. <laughs> see if we can get the, <laughs> see if we get that get that lower draft pick or high draft pick. That'd be my matchup. Okay, Germ. Mine, I would say. Uh, two things. One, again, it's just a recurring theme of the running game. Just another team with a good running back and a really good offensive line that might just carve their asses up on the ground all day. And then four days later, you have to play Derrick Henry. <laughs> so bad. And then other than that, yeah. I do love anytime somebody can get home on Aaron Rodgers. I want to see Micah Parsons get like three sacks. Beautiful. Yeah, I think uh, one thing, and maybe we should just head into this now because I think we're we're kind of skirting around it. Is there's another big reason why this game can be bad, and it's because of the injury report. Yeah. Oh, let's, so what so let, let's do let's do okay. We need to carve out about 15 minutes for the injury report, and then we can do theme of the week, and then we'll give predictions. Or we need historical matchups, and then predictions. So. Um, yeah, I would say, okay, let's start there. Terrence Newman, uh, Bill, you go ahead, give us the injury report. We'll get out of your way and we'll give you your like 10, 15 minutes. Okay. Uh, do you want me to start with Dallas or the Packers? Okay. Well, see, Dallas is actually pretty quick. Um, so... Uh, Anthony Barr will be out, so he can't break Aaron's collarbone this time, so that's good. Um, and Ezekiel Elliott is questionable with a knee. And that's who, that's all they wow, got. Wow, not Everyone bad. I mean, do you want to know all the other names on it, or like... No, I kind of just need like... Brother, you. It, this is your injury report. I want you to do what you want with it. Okay, I'm gonna just rapid fire. I'm rapid fire down the list. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, Anthony Barr, Noah Brown, Ezekiel Elliott, Jake Ferguson, shout out Wisconsin, Michael Gallup, Malik Hooker, Michael Parsons, Dalton Schultz, Kevante Turpin, uh, Sam Williams, and Donovan Wilson. Those are the names. Football! <laughs> Alright, are you guys ready? Okay, now buckle in. We'll be here a minute. Green Bay Packers injury report. Alright, ready? David Bakhtiari, questionable with a knee. Chris Barnes, out with, or, sorry, doubtful with concussion. Devondre Campbell is out with a knee. Romeo Dubs is out with an ankle. Shamar Jean Charles, still out with that ankle. Uh, Amari Rogers is questionable with a quadricep. Sammy, or, 
Eric Stokes is out with knee slash ankle. Um, Aaron Rodgers is. Uh, oh, he was. He was listed as questionable yesterday. I believe they've removed that designation. Um, so that's David Bacchiar, Chris Barnes, Andre Campbell, Mason Crosby, Romeo Dubs, Russell Douglas, Marjane Charles, Elton Jenkins, Aaron Jones, Alan Lazar, Mercedes Lewis, Aaron Rodgers, Mari Rodgers, John Runyon, Preston Smith, Eric Stokes, Daniel Watkins, Devontae Wyatt. <laughs> Bill! That's what I'm talking about. What a great injury report. Wow. Bill, that was music. Oh. I need a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So, okay, with that, with the injury report, um, Bill, do you have any comments or any any particular person you want to talk about, or do we want to move on to the historical matchups? Um, I mean, it's uh, there's just there's so many names. Um, no, I think uh, I think well, I think so. Mason Crosby is on there with a back he's limited but he'll play i think the uh, we need to start the, the the strength discussion aaron Rodgers doesn't have arm strength anymore and mace crosby has no leg strength anymore yes i want to talk about the thumb very briefly because it feels like this yeah. happens enough with the thumb. a lot enough. mike as you're talking about it's not just the thumb this seems to be a thing that happens way more often than not we have the toe last year we have the calf that one other year there's always COVID something toe. where he can play but it's very acclim- clearly a limiting factor and the knee i <laughs> like, for someone wh- who is like so high-minded and like i destroy the ego because i do ayahuasca he really has a lot of excuses to protect his ego from just the fact that he is playing terrible like oh my thumb you know what sir Brett Favre played an entire season with a broken thumb, slinging the rock around, okay? Let's move on. <laughs> you can't, if you oh can't God. play, if it's, hurt, if it's hurting your performance, put Jordan Love in the freaking ball game, okay? Enough with the thumb. So, <clears throat> speaking of, maybe can we talk about this quick? Uh, Mike, when do they pull the... When do they pull the plug on Aaron? If they, are they going to do the whole like? That's the thing with the Aaron Rodgers yeah. contract, and when can you are bench they, him? Are, are they going to wait till the bye week and do the fake injury and have Jordan Love play the last few weeks? Whatever. They have a mini bye after Thursday. If okay. Aaron Rodgers ducks the Bears, I will do. I will. I won't say it on air. I'm going to. If he ducks the Bears, I swear to God. If he ducks the Bears. Will. That'll be that'll be the last time he's gonna do it because he's going out with a win because he, we beat them like week two or whatever it was. Be, that'll oh, be the last time he played. Jeremy, if he ducks the Bears, I will and admit we can vote on this as a podcast. But because you and I would probably be yays, I'm not sure about Bill. I will allow you. Oh, break his leg, to right? Rename the podcast the Bears pregame podcast for one week, and you can host <laughs> it. Okay, and we we'll just go with whatever you want. I, I think we should actually just fully transition to a bear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, they're, they're the ones of the brighter future. Um, okay. They got more upside. So, uh, Especially quarterback. The, the other theme of the week that I want to touch on today is um, all of the clips of wide receivers running wide open down the field and Aaron Rodgers missing. <laughs> it, is just, it has just ignited Great. the fire. And I have no idea if that's misleading. I mean, you might be able to do that with any quarterback in any game. I don't know. But is he missing them or just not even throwing? He's not even throwing. Like, not even looking. Just he doesn't see him. Doesn't, doesn't see him. him. Blurred vision. His thumb is <laughs> getting in the way of his sight. I don't know what to tell you. It's terrible. Maybe, 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 maybe he's like, uh, maybe he's like Doc Ellis, and he's just tripping the whole time. But instead of throwing a perfect game, he goes three interceptions. <laughs> so bad. So, so bad. It's unbelievable. Uh, Dan Campbell. Then don't ask it, Lance. All right. Jeremy, give us the historical matchups. You got it. Just give me one second here to get my data in order. I've got it right here. I wrote it down in the... You could follow along if you'd like. I actually wrote it down in the... Thing this time it's a storied matchup yes it really is i don't think it can be understated like 
how much of a storied matchup it really is. So let's start the all-time matchup between the Packers and the Cowboys. Sits at 20-17 to 17 Packers. They are leading the all-time series. And in the playoffs, they have played eight times. And we are split right down the middle at four and four. The very first of which in the playoffs, I put these first as I would usually do first meeting first. But we're going to do playoff games because there's been some big ones. The 1966 NFL championship game. The very first NFL championship game leading to the very first Super Bowl. The Green Bay Packers defeated the Dallas Cowboys 34-27. to And then the very next year, everybody knows this one. The 1967 NFL championship game, known forever and always as the Ice Bowl. Negative 13 degrees in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Bart Starr sneaks in the game-winning touchdown one yard out, and the Packers prevail for the second consecutive year, 21-17. And then as 2014, we all know it very well, Des Bryant caught it, or some say he didn't. Some would say that he did not. not. Apparently he didn't. Um, The Packers once again prevail, and they move on to the NFC Championship game. They win 26-21, and then... Aaron Rodgers goes to Jarrow World in 2016. He is undefeated in Jarrow World. The Packers are wearing their greens on the road. And there's that one catch on the sidelines by the tight end, whose name I cannot remember because he's not very good. Jared Cook. Greatest catch of his life. Packers prevail 34-31 on Mason Crossbar's improbable field goal. (laughs) And I'm not even going to get into the other ones because that's the only one that matters. And then we have Mike McCarthy's big return to the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field where he hopes to bring his 6-2 Cowboys one game closer to the Philadelphia Eagles for first place in the NFC East. Yeah, Jeremy. Great work. Love it. Love it. What do you think he means by that? All right, Patrick Creighton. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Let's get in to the score predictions. Jeremy, I'm going to have you start it out this week. I'm going to mix it up a little bit. So you start out with your score prediction. All right, I will continue, and I think it's going to be a Mike McCarthy revenge game. He's going in there with a really good team. He wants to catch the Eagles. Thinks his team might have some playoff aspirations. Maybe he wants to stick it to Aaron Rodgers a little bit. There's a very nice little relationship there. They were very cordial over the mics this past week. Um, but I think Mike McCarthy is going to take this one. The Packers are down so, so bad. They're going to get ran all over by Tony Pollard and maybe even Ezekiel Elliott. They probably don't even need him. Dak looks really good again. It's going to be an air raid and the Packers won't be able to respond. I think it's going to be a bad one. Cowboys minus four and a half. Put the mortgage on it. I'm taking the Cowboys 34 to 17. They're going to double them up. Wow. Pull them up. Pull them up. All right, Bill. Score prediction. Touchdown. All right. So this is a this is monumentous occasion right here. All right, because so the uh, we do the playoff or the score predictions, and whenever we do the Packers pregame podcast, Packers always win because that's what happens when we do the podcast, right? We all know this. And I always predict the Packers are going to win every time without fail, right? Well, this time, Packers are not winning this oh. game. But, oh my god. But, oh my goodness. But, here's the thing. This is actually, if they lose, it's actually a win because I've now transitioned into um, Draft Watch. So now, we're losing games to get to win the draft and get a better yes. pick. Okay. Yes. So now, now, I've spun it, so I still can't win. I'm playing... 
I'm doing the the always sunny the Mac. I'm playing both sides, so I always come out on top. Love right. It. So with that, all that being said, uh, like Jeremy said, this game's gonna be bad. We all, I mean, we talked about it this whole time for this 48 minutes. This uh, is not gonna be a good game. The Packers are gonna get blown out. Um, I'm gonna say my score prediction is. Man, he scored nine points against the Lions defense. <laughs> or, um, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say uh, Cowboys. I'm gonna Cowboys uh, thirty-one Packers seven. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I don't. I don't like that. I'm at this point. I don't like that I've had to do this, but. Uh, things had to be changed around. Things we had to, you know, we're in new, we're in new territory. You can't prepare for it. Good. Okay, I'm standing up for this. <laughs> okay, we've spent the entire podcast talking about how bad the Packers are, how bad Aaron Rodgers is, why Jordan Love should be starting after we lose another game. And so, some of you may think, listening to this podcast, that I'm going to come on here and predict. Packers loss and I was going to but as I heard Bill talking I came to the conclusion that you can never bring me down never you will never be able to bring me down the Packers are going to start the run of the table this week this week the Packers offense is going to click Aaron Rodgers is never better than when he is has no wide receivers none our wide receivers were too good. They were too good. Aaron Rodgers needs Jared Aberderis, Jeff Janis, Jake Kumaro, and whoever the hell it's going to be this week. And the Green Bay Packers, Great. your Green Bay Packers, are going to invite the Dallas Cowboys into Lambeau Field and stomp on their throats. The Green Bay Packers win 35 21. All right. 30 points. That's what I had. Yeah. That was I fantastic. I, I actually legitimately planned that because I think I'm going to clip it and then post the final score when they lose like 35 to 10. So yes, um, perfect. You could be a, a, you could be a, you could run for office. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I love you gave me the hint on the president's thumb. Um, the George Bush thumbs. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, all right. Uh, anything else that uh, you want to talk about before uh, we have Bill send us out? I think we covered it. All right, Bill, send us out. Go back, go for a higher draft pick. <laughs>